0: In June of 2021, Daniel Robinson vanished into the unforgiving desert just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. The 24-year-old geologist was doing work on public wells in the area when he suddenly and unexpectedly disappeared. A month later, his car was found flipped over in a ravine. His clothes, wallet, keys, phone, and a case of water were all found in the vehicle. His family is still desperately searching for him, but local police believe he doesn't want to be found and everyone has their own seemingly bizarre theory. But when you analyze what we know, this truth is far from normal. I'm your host Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. morning of June 23rd, 2021, Daniel met with a co-worker at a gate miles south of their workstation. They then traveled in separate vehicles to a well where both men exited their vehicles and began work. They chatted about the weather and Daniel mentioned that he was tired. His co-worker said he was acting a bit weird that day and was staring off into the desert and being really quiet. Without another word, Daniel then heads back to his 2017 blue-gray Jeep Renegade and leaves the worksite. He's heading west, further into the desert. Before leaving, he looked back and waved to his co-worker, the last person to ever see Daniel. Later that day, when Daniel hadn't returned to the worksite, his co-worker claims he followed Daniel's Jeep tracks out into the desert until he lost them. Then he marked the area with paint and looked around for the Jeep, but saw nothing. The co-worker went to Daniel's house to see if he had returned home, and that's when he spoke to Daniel's sister. That evening, Daniel's family started calling him to no avail. He had one sister who lived in the Phoenix area, but his parents were back in Columbia, South Carolina. From Columbia, David Robinson, Daniel's father, called the Buckeye police to report Daniel missing. The police went out to Daniel's work site the following day and did an on-the-ground search of the immediate vicinity, which turned up nothing. The family requested an aerial search on the 24th of June and were initially denied. Police attempted to ping his cell phone but were unsuccessful and the GPS tracking on his vehicle said no data available. The aerial searches were approved and conducted on the 25th. They again turned up no new evidence. By this time, David Robinson had already thrown a few suitcases in his car and made the nearly 48 hour drive to Arizona to search for his son himself. He, along with volunteers, started searching the area around Daniel's last known job site. The group had continued to search on a weekly basis, up until recently when David announced that he would have to temporarily suspend the searches due to lack of funding. But he was able to speak at CrimeCon 2022 in an attempt to bring more attention to his son's case. Now, there was a second witness who saw Daniel on the day he went missing. According to Mr. Robinson, the witness claimed to be an off-duty federal agent who was out with his kids attempting some target practice. The witness changed the time in their original report to the police. He told them initially he saw the Jeep at 12 p.m., but changed to 10 a.m. after the police released that the crash happened around 1 p.m. But nonetheless, he says Daniel approached him and his kids and directed them to a better location nearby That was BLM land, and ultimately a better place to shoot, since he was working in that area. Then he turned and headed off. The witness claims he and his children relocated and never saw Daniel again. Mr. Robinson has a problem with this story. He says that Daniel wouldn't have known a better place for target practice, because he was very unfamiliar with the area and territory himself. He most likely wouldn't have even known where BLM land was or started. The wells that he was inspecting were privately-owned wells, and we'll talk more about that later. After a month of searching, there was finally a discovery. On Tuesday, July 19th, 2021, a local rancher who was driving cattle spotted Daniel's overturned vehicle in a ravine. The man said that he'd been in the exact area about two to three days earlier and the car was not in that ravine. He said it had rained heavily enough that there would have been evidence if it had been out there for a month but the car was clean. Now it did rain the day the car was found, but it was a very light rain and there was very little water in the wash. The rancher and a few other men with him at the time searched the area, calling out to see if they could locate the driver of the car, but saw no signs of anyone. They then called the police and confirmed it was Daniels with the license plate numbers. Police stated the car was not found during search attempts because its location made it hard to spot from the air. But in pictures and even drone video footage posted by David, it's quite easy to see that the area is clear of trees and has very low brush. It is the middle of the Arizona desert. Nevertheless, there was another ground search conducted by police, and drones were flown over the area, but no signs of Daniel were ever found. Now, the day after the Jeep was found, David was informed that he would need to remove the vehicle. And since the police were not pursuing the case as criminal, they couldn't hold it. He was allowed a few days to get his affairs in order since he was new to the area and had no idea how or where he was going to store the car. This is when the Robinsons enlisted the help of a private investigator. Within two weeks, the PI finds a sock matching Daniel's at the well that he was working at. They also enlisted the help of a crash scene specialist. Their belief from the state of the vehicle is that it was crashed and then moved or driven to the location and then staged. To look like the accident happened there instead. There was red paint found on the passenger's front fender. The sunroof of the car appears to have been kicked out. All the airbags were deployed and the car was sitting on its side. Just a few feet outside the car were Daniel's personal clothes that he was last seen wearing, down to his underwear and socks. His work safety vest was also there. When police arrived to recover the car they found no blood at the scene, and therefore didn't process it as a normal crime scene would have been. It was simply treated as an abandoned vehicle at the time. The crash report, which included the car's information, or its black box, if you will, said that there were over 40 ignition engagements after the crash. This could have resulted in someone trying to start the car after the crash or attempting to access the vehicle's power source. Inside the car, along with his personal belongings, were Daniel's computer and a college ID. Buckeye PD have been repeatedly criticized over how they handled Daniel's case, especially in the most crucial 24 to 48 hours. Mr. Robinson is holding on to all evidence collected and is doing his best to garner support from outside sources. Daniel's case was presented to the FBI in November of last year, but the last word on it was that they were still assessing the case. Buckeye PD apparently told Mr. Robinson that their theory was that Daniel was attempting to jump the ravine that his jeep was found in, resulting in a head injury. Then, because he was disoriented, he stripped down naked and wandered off into the desert where he succumbed to his injuries and died, or was taken down by a predator like a mountain lion. One officer even mentions a case where a woman wanted to start over, and so she ran off to be a nun alluding to the monastery in the area, called Our Lady of Solitude. David Robinson and his team refused to give up, or to accept any outlandish theories, as it seems the local PD have done. And they have continued their weekly searches. On July 29, 2021, less than a month after his car was found, one of the searches uncovered human remains. A skull was found in the area. Law enforcement were contacted, and it was recovered. But through forensic investigation, it was determined not to be Daniel but instead another missing person. Since starting these searches, the Robinson's recovery team have recovered two sets of human remains. Neither of them were linked to Daniel. Buckeye Police Department released a report that included a text exchange with a woman whom Daniel had just recently met and claimed that he was in love with and pursuing her, but she wasn't interested. This story is still fresh and is just starting to garner some of the attention that it deserves. David Robinson has since acquired Daniel's phone, and he says the messages from the girl were still on the phone, but the messages from his son were missing. He also noticed that some of the photos on Daniel's social media were erased following his disappearance. Daniel's father has started a YouTube channel where he holds live Q&As multiple times a week, trying to find answers. It is linked below, of course. He also mentioned that he is hoping to acquire his own private investigator license and is setting up a foundation in Daniel's name. He hopes to be able to build the foundation into an organization that can help other families find their missing loved ones. Police said Daniel Robinson is 5'8 and weighs 165 pounds. He has black hair and dark brown eyes and was born without his right forearm and hand. Anyone with information about the case is asked to call the Buckeye Police Department at 623-349-6400 or you can contact the anonymous tip line at 844-602-0660 David Robinson is asking the public for help for information on ongoing searches and events or other ways to help out please visit pleasehelpfinddaniel.com that's pleasehelpfinddaniel.com it is linked below as well A GoFundMe account is also available for those willing to make financial donations. And as always, all links will be posted beneath the description of this episode. And that's what we know so far in the case of Daniel Robinson. All right guys, welcome to the Daniel Robinson After Show. And boy do we have a lot to talk about in this after show. Um, some of you who were paying attention were probably like, remember way in like the middle of the uh, the story part where you said that he worked for private whale companies and then you were like, we'll get to that later and you never did? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Nah, well I'm getting to that right now. We're getting to that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to save that for the opinionated speculation part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um but in my opinion, it's pretty damn good theory. And I think it's the number one thing that we should talk about in this show is these private-owned whales. Yeah. So what is the deal with these whales that he's in charge of testing?
1: So um, the the whales are partially owned by um, Howard Hughes. Okay? And if you don't know who
0: Howard Hughes is, he is a huge real estate mogul. <laughs> Yes. Um. In the Southwest, especially, maybe maybe all over. I don't know. Uh, but he's super popular in the Southwest. Yeah. I know when we lived in Vegas, everybody knew who Howard Hughes was. And mm-hmm. any time we were like, "Oh, Howard Hughes owns this. He owns this too." I'm like, yeah. "Okay." Or, he tried, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. or, tried or he tried to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Or he tried to buy it. Yeah. One two.
1: But um, he bought a parcel basically from another company, and both of these pieces of land, which include these two private wells, are are a pl- or a planned site for what they're calling um, future cities. Mm-hmm. Y- have you heard of those? I have not, but I like mean- All-inclusive, in self-sustainable it's implied, right? cities, like they're supposed to be.
0: Right. It's like, what, what do we need to put here in order to start civilization here? Yes. Right? It's like yes. everything you need. It's a startup package.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem with that is- um, Daniel's job was to go out and test what's called 100-year wells. Right. And he was supposed to test, like, sediment levels and just, um, just like, the level of the water itself. And um, basically what those wells are is they're guaranteed water supplies for at least 100 years. Right. Okay? And Arizona made this a law a while back in order to protect home buyers so you couldn't sell somebody a house or a property or parcels of land or whatever right knowing that there was no water on it
0: let alone establish a city
1: exactly <laughs> right
0: which you, you can imagine could be quite profitable if you own an entire small city
1: mm-hmm. well these wells were not testing as they should be mhm i don't know um the like the exact details right but um somehow they were they were not Testing where they were to a, a level that the um, construction could start, right? That permits could be given or anything like that. So, right. And if um,
0: Daniel was collecting this information yeah. and had every intention on submitting this information,
1: exactly. there could be it's a it's lot a of
0: people. Huge theory. <laughs> yeah. It's not really that crazy, though. Mm-hmm. It really makes more sense, especially in the way that the scene was disturbed and staged with the vehicle being moved and yes. and like everything is left there. All his personal effects are there. Just his actual body yeah. naked is gone. Like yeah. That's insane.
1: And just absurd to think that... I don't know. To me, it was absurd to think that, for one, when he crashed his car the way they said he did and he rolled down that hill and he kicked out... The uh the sunroof to right. get out the car like all this crap. He didn't get not one scratch, not not one bloody nose from all these airbags popping out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not a spot. And of we've seen blood what happens when vehicle. you try to
0: kick out glass. We've seen Pineapple Express. It is not pretty. <laughs> right. Your leg could get caught in there.
1: Actually the oh. this was a sunroof panel. Okay. So it wasn't even a window, it was a panel. So, his dad oh. is, like, convinced it's not even possible to kick this out. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't sure know, I don't know if that's true or not. But he said it's a lot harder to, to kick out and remove than a glass would, would be.
0: Than, a, like, a, a typical sunroof. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. But anyways, um, his coworker that day, too, it, he was just kind of weird from the beginning.
0: His co-worker was?
1: Yeah, the guy that He's that the last one that said him? that
0: Daniel was being weird
1: mm-hmm. that whole day. Maybe he was being weird. This co-worker has also, um, I don't know if he directly told the police that he thought Daniel was on drugs, but somehow it it come around to that. Uh-huh. Okay, and they were trying to say, that's and his dad is like, It's not happening. He was never on drugs. His sister was right there. Like, she she doesn't believe he was on drugs. Right, right. He's never been the type. Like, um, So to throw that out there suddenly kind of seemed weird. But what was really, really weird was from the beginning, he acted like Daniel was missing from the very beginning.
0: Oh, Remember? I Remember, because you're
1: saying. he left, he left the job site, and he said that he drove on the left side of Daniel's tracks, so he didn't disturb them. Why would you not need to disturb those tracks? I mean, yeah. you, you at this point you would just think, oh, he's going to another well. He's yeah, going I'm just going to another gonna another go follow site. his I'm tracks go find and go. Him.
0: Yeah, find him.
1: Why were you trying not to disturb his tracks? Why were you marking the area? Why were you? And he even was saying things like he wanted to to make sure he didn't. You know, this might blow up, and uh-huh. you know he was just saying weird things like that to the police and to the family, and so he's like, they've cleared him, yeah. But it's just extremely but that doesn't mean, suspicious. That doesn't
0: mean that whoever you know, we're just talking speculative. Yes, this is all speculative. <laughs> um, but whoever got rid of Daniel in this scenario could have paid this man off, or maybe they already had him on their side. Yeah, and they were like, hey, you need to convince your partner. And Daniel was like, nah, yeah. I'm going to report what I'm finding because people can't live here.
1: Right. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it gets real sketch.
1: Yeah. So it's just, it's just another theory that... Um,
0: I mean, it's the know, best theory they, so I far. Mean,
1: yeah, to me, when they... You know, I didn't even find this out until after everything. And even before this... It still, to me, was clear that something happened here, that this was not handled correctly right. from the beginning by the police because something clearly happened to Daniel, whether he went missing by somebody else's cause yeah. or by his own or involuntary, whatever it was. Like It was not handled correctly even before this weird circumstance of who owns the property and what's going down on it. right. You know, is even thrown in. It's just, I don't know. It's weird.
0: It really is. It's obvious just that something in happened on to him. Yeah. And the fact that he's completely gone, like, no yeah. evidence of him. He doesn't know the area. Where, where did he go? Yeah. Okay, he went to become a monk. Did you check the damn monastery? Um, like, you know what I'm saying? See, like, you're even was that crazy ass theory. Why would that you is say so that? crazy.
1: Why would you say that to somebody's uh, father when they're missing? What do you mean? That's what they said. That's what the police suggested. Yeah, you know, to to Mr. Robinson, right? And it's like, why would you say that to him, though?
0: Because they have no idea. They're you know what just I'm saying? You're to, like,
1: oh, your son might have like. I wouldn't even uh, tell I them. To, like, I don't know. I feel like in that instance, you're an officer of the law. You're law enforcement. You're detective. Yeah. You don't need to be telling them, like, re- just off random theories. Like, that's yeah. for the stupid internet. Yeah. That's for stupid people like us to do. Don't do that as a law enforcement officer. Well, they the have to do theories. something.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because they... Who knows? Maybe they're on the payroll, too. Shit. They, yeah, they you should have been like, like, oh, some shit, of them's he's on missing. The, yeah, Howard Hughes money. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know oh, if it's exactly. Howard Hughes or not, mm. but Howard Hughes money, regardless. There's a lot
1: of problem in this police department. It's crazy. And it's like it's being... Uh, I think...
0: It's being investigated now, Yeah. Being looked I, into by the FBI? Yeah. Well, what else is there? Well, not by it's the like FBI yet, but I have America a feeling police that department.
1: something is going to come out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're having a lot of problems. They're reading the... It's a very small community, though. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a very small police department. It's like less than 100 officers, I think. Right, right. So, yeah, it's it's easy to find corruption in a group that small.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you feel like you're you're isolated. Like yeah. you kinda get to do but your own also, thing out like, there. But also like yeah,
1: you own the place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cats away a lot. Yeah. And the mice are playing a lot in these small police exactly. departments. I feel like.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Again, that's just our two cents. That's just us being speculating, crazy conspiracy theorists, as we like <laughs> to do. But we're gonna have our eye on this case. Like yes. Kristen said, I think this case is just just getting started. Um, and with the work that Daniel's dad is putting in, like he's not turning down any talk shows. He's Mm-mm. not turning down. He's been on Dr. Oz, mm-hmm. um, which helped get him into crime, crime con 2022, which just happened in Vegas. It's this weekend. Um, is it this weekend? Well, know. yeah. Well, it was the past it weekend. It was this when past weekend. This, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's putting in the work and I really think this case is going to get the attention it deserves now. Does that mean it's going to get solved? I don't know because in my opinion looking at the circumstances there's some big players involved one way or another mm-hmm. and you know these people are very good at making people disappear I mean look they found other they found two other sets of human remains out right. there nobody knew about like it's, it's very crazy job it's very police, sketch
1: did the police do if they didn't find it that's right. what I want to
0: know it, it's it's pretty sketch pretty sketch well all right guys well there's only one thing left to do this episode and let's check in with Lauren let's see what he thinks in this week's Lauren synopsis It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren synopsis breaking down the case like break it down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren synopsis breaking down the case like break it down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren synopsis breaking down the case like break it down the case like cardboard boxes.
2: What's up, people? Lauren here. Here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. The disappearance of 24-year-old Daniel Robinson, who was a bright young man that grew up in South Carolina, receiving a degree in geology and utilizing that degree to get a job in Phoenix, Arizona, where he would test wells out in the desert. And that's where he went missing on the morning of June twenty-third, twenty 2021, just last year. Um, he was seen, he was known to have gone to the first well of the day checked that and then gone to the second well where he was he ran into a man that worked for a different company out there and they had had an interaction um the man said that he thought that daniel was acting weird uh this man didn't know daniel to be fair but said something about his eyes being either dilated or not dilated and said that he he had displayed odd behavior and said that he was tired daniel then um drove off and was never seen again um, his vehicle was found a month later on Tuesday, July 19th, 2021, rolled on its side out in the desert. Um, and it's the sunroof was open, leading people to believe that he may have escaped from the sunroof. The airbags had all been deployed. Um, it was found by a rancher, <clears throat> and it was uh, apparently on, on private property. Um, but Daniel has still not been found. His father, David, has been searching for him Basically, basically tirelessly ever since. Um, the, but there's just some odd stuff about this. The fact that the vehicle, it, it sounds like the vehicle was very clean and it almost appears as though it was dumped there. Some people speculate that it was not in fact crashed there, but crashed elsewhere and then somehow placed in this location and to be found by the the rancher, which to me seems kind of plausible considering the fact that Daniel has not been found and his, you would think, you know, if something terrible happened, his clothes were also found just outside the vehicle as well, by the way, I, I find it hard to believe that he would have made it all that far away from the vehicle. You know, I think his body would have been found had he passed away, um, nearby. If he's nude walking around in the desert in July, in June, in, in the sweltering Arizona desert, the water was left in the car. His, all of his belongings, his wallet, his keys, everything were left in the car, um, they would have been able to find him, you know, within a few miles of there, I would, I would think it's, it's a bit odd. Um, it, it, there's something, it just isn't quite right. The vehicle being left in that condition, being clean, if it was out in the desert for a month, it would definitely be covered in, you know, dirt and dust and maybe even have, you know, who knows what inside the vehicle, wild animals and whatnot. Um, the clothing, Still being so close, you'd think that you know, maybe the desert winds would have blown the clothes a little, scattered further away from there. And Daniel had never displayed any, uh, you know, erratic behavior. He always kept in very close contact with his family. He was obviously very bright and had his act together. He doesn't seem like the type of uh, guy to experiment with drugs out in the desert during his work shift on a Tuesday morning. You know, so it's kind of and he had water in the vehicle. Um, now. It it crossed my mind that maybe he had some sort of a medical emergency um, and and didn't want to tell the guy that he had just met out in the desert that something was seriously wrong. Maybe he thought he could just make it back um, and didn't, you know, and it was going through something. Who knows? Um, But uh, there's also the possibility that he came across the wrong person out there and they did something to him, took his vehicle and made it look like he wrecked out there. Because, like I said, I just find it hard to believe they wouldn't have found him by now, either alive or dead. With his vehicle being where it was, he would have been able to find his his body out there somewhere if he had died. And if he had survived, he would have contacted his family by now. So, uh, I, it stinks a foul play to me. That's all I have to say about this. It is something something ain't right here. Um, and hopefully, the truth comes out. I know his father is not going to stop until he finds his son uh, alive or dead and finds the truth as to what really happened. So um definitely an interesting case hopefully um it's it's still new hopefully i hold out hope that uh you know we get some sort of answers to this one i know a lot of people have been searching and helping his father and his father's uh unofficially cl- called off the search um uh, but he says he's never going to stop looking for his son obviously so yeah hopefully um we get something breaking news in this case in the coming months um and it's definitely a, a tragedy either way cuz i think It's unlikely that that Daniel's still alive because if he was, he would have definitely contacted his family by now. So that's my thoughts. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next time.
0: Yep, Lauren, seems like you nailed it, man. There's definitely some foul play going on here. There is something smelly about this whole situation. There's no doubt. Guys, like I said earlier, we will be keeping our eye on this case. And we will try to bring you any updates uh, that we find regarding Daniel. And um, check the website. Links below. Check pleasehelpfinddaniel.com. And that's a great place to stay up to date. And if you do have any questions, any questions that you'd like to ask his father, maybe you're in the Arizona area or whatnot, you can do that on the live streams, the live Q&As that he has on his YouTube channel every single week. So I want to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show and True Crime Guys Productions. Um, If you guys are unaware, every single Sunday night, I release TCG Weekly Update on the True Crime Guys uh, podcast platform. I guess I could start posting on here as well. I just didn't want to... Didn't want to fill people's podcast feeds up too much if you're subscribed to both shows. But if you'd like to know everything that we got going on in both True Crime Guys and in the world of Sandu, you can check out that TCG Weekly Update every single Sunday night. All right? And, guys, I want to thank everyone who's took the time to leave a review uh, for Strange Unexplained or rated on Spotify. That helps the show out so much, guys. And as always, if you really want to support True Crime Guys Productions, check please check out patreon.com slash Guys. Where there is a ton of content on, on there, guys. We're uploading almost every other day. Uh, new episodes of Strange Shorts, uh, Just the Banter, between me and Lauren, um, True Crime Guys, Patreon exclusive, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, uh, as well as Sandu Stories, extra content, after shows, all types of things like that. For just five bucks a month, you guys get access to everything we make at patreon.com slash true crime guys. Alright? Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for spreading the word. And uh, remember, until next time, just keep being strange, okay? Just don't be strangers. See you guys.
2: You hush your mouth, boy.